message, I think, is in Exodus chapter 11. We're, try, we're trying to get our way up to Exodus chapter 12 for, for Passover. And that's our goal. But when we get to Exodus chapter 11, well, where is it here? Somewhere here. Today's message is conflict produces power. No conflict, no power. Again, the, 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 the monarch butterfly illustration that somebody gave years ago was so great. The, the guy was raising them, and he decided he saw them struggling in the pupa, and so he made a slit in it so they wouldn't have to struggle to get out. And they get out, and they were perfect, except they couldn't fly. Because they didn't have any struggle. They didn't develop any strength. I mean, you wouldn't need faith if everything was going your way, would you? You have faith because things suck. Anybody never had a life that sucked? I mean, I, I go back to June 21. They sent me home from the hospital and said, there's nothing more we can do for you. But I found out something. It's not over until I say it's over. That's not arrogance. That's just the truth. It's not over until you say it's over. If you don't give up, you'll go up. You'll grow up. So don't give up. Fight. Agonizomai. I love that word, don't you? Where you get the word agony? Fight. Get agonized. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Lay hold of it. Get a grip on it. Get a grip on your lip. The most unruly member in the church is just under your nose. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, Exodus chapter 11. Verse, how about pick it up in verse 3? No, how about go back to chapter 10 of verse 26. We should never jump over this. No, but again, this is the attitude of a champion. This was what Moses said after he had been all through that struggle with Pharaoh. He says this in verse 26, our cattle are going with us. I love the King James because it says, there'll not be a hoof left behind. That's your attitude. Don't leave the earth with blessings unclaimed. How am I going to get them? By fighting. What do I do when I don't have enough money? What we've always done is sow more. Attack your lack. What do you do with health issues? You get up. If you got to crawl, you crawl until you walk. If you can walk, you can run, but start off somewhere. Don't lay down and quit. Never. Say never. I'll never quit. Therefore, I can never be defeated because I refuse to quit. I refuse to lay down. Hallelujah. Nobody said this. He said, thanks be to God who always has caused us to triumph in Christ. The last part of Psalm 91. 
you, you read Psalm, the last part of Psalm 91, realize he said, I'll deliver you. I'll honor you. With long life, I will satisfy you. If you're not satisfied, you're watching my home right now and you're, I don't care if you're 80. If you're not satisfied, don't leave. Hallelujah. My brother, my oldest brother, I think he's 87 now. He's in, uh, he's in the Dartmouth General with COVID. And of course, they're telling him he's never going to get out of there. But I was saying, hey, that's what they say. But what you say is what's important. What you say. You get in agreement with them, they'll cart you out of there and, and, and bury you. But if you don't agree, the devil, if the devil could kill you, he'd wipe us all out this morning. Can't do it. He can't do it. If he could do it, he'd get you out of his way today. No, but if he's a liar and the father of lies and he can't tell the truth, whatever he's saying to you is not true. Uh, Exodus chapter 11. So, we're not, we're, so no compromise. We're not leaving a hoof behind. Don't leave, don't leave a hoof behind. <laughs> Make sure that you don't leave here until you get everything God promised you. It's not the same for everybody. He's promised one thing to one and one to another. But he said, if you'll find your place, you'll find your purpose. And if you can find your purpose, there's a supply that comes with it. Verse 3, chapter 8. And the Lord gave people favor. Oh, 11. What did I say? I better put, my, I better put these glasses on. Okay. But even these glasses aren't working anymore. I don't know what's going on, but hallelujah. Eleven and verse three. And the Lord gave the people favor. And the Lord gave the people favor. After COVID, the Lord gave the people favor. We took possession of our new building on March the first. We'll be having our grand opening on September the 10th with Dale Begley. If you don't know who he is, go and find out he was dead for 12 hours. He's got something to say. <laughs> yeah. He'll be here through a Sunday, through a Wednesday. And, um, and that's another, but while we're talking about that, the church isn't big enough. How many of you know that already? And, and so, but when we were at, when we were at 50 Thornhill, the church wasn't big enough. We laid hands on the wall and spoke to the wall and a youth room was created on the other side of the wall. The people that were there moved out and we moved in, cut a door through the wall and away we went. Why am I telling you that? Because don't, don't look at where you are. Look at where you're going. And if we had to go to two services on a Sunday, so what? What if we had to switch our midweek service to a Friday night or some other time? So what? The thing is, we're advancing. The thing is, he opened up a brand new opportunity for us, and you are going to be so positive over it. Okay? <laughs> for seldom has heard a discouraging word. No, we just read through, if you're reading through your Bible, we just read through Numbers chapter 13 and 14. That ought to make you shut up for sure. <laughs> Cora and those dudes, the ground opened up and swallowed them. <laughs> that was a bad day for them. 
No, but this is what he said. What he said to them was so powerful because he said, he listened to them complaining over and over and over again for all of those years. And then finally he said, okay, that's it. As you have spoken unto me, so it shall be done unto you. What you said is what you're going to get. Does that sound like Bible to you? What you say is what you're going to get. What are you saying? Hallelujah. Nothing but the word. Amen. Okay. Moreover, this man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt and in the sight of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's servants, looking in the sight of all the people. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, about midnight I'm going to go through the the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn of the land of Egypt will die from the firstborn Pharaoh to the, the one that sits on the throne, Pharaoh Necho, even unto the firstborn of, which Pharaoh was it? Um, that they, he died really young and Tutankhamun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The firstborn of the land of Egypt will die and the firstborn of Pharaoh that sits on the throne, even the firstborn of the maidservant and behind the mill and the firstborn of the beast. There'll be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt, such as nothing like it shall there be any more. But, verse 7, but against the children of Israel. See, so I don't know, again, I don't know what all you've been through to get to this day. But whatever you did through to get to 23, everything is shifting now. Even if you look outside and in the national, you can't see it, but the, the, the maple sap is getting run up, ready to run up through the trees. And they look dead, but right now they're coming to life. And if you want to go up to, the, to, the, to that pancake place in April and have a stack of pancakes, it's because the syrup is running right now. It, the syrup is running in you right now. There's a new day dawning in your life. Embrace it. Never mind looking about how long it took you to get here. No, no. Where are we going from here? Watch out. We'll find out. But against the children of Israel, a dog won't even bark. (laughs) But look at this, the last part of the verse. That you might know that the Lord has put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. He put a difference between you and the world. Favor. Yeah, favor. Light be. How about um, Luke chapter 4? That's in the New Testament, Nancy. (laughs) Take a shot at your wife. (laughs) From the safety of the pulpit. Yes. Hallelujah. Chapter 4, are you there? Verse 1. And again, conflict produces power. Verse 1. Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Well, when you read it in Mark's Gospel in chapter 1, it says that he was driven. He didn't have a choice. He had to go through. He didn't have to yeah, you didn't have a choice. You had to go through the valley of the shadow of death. The key is you get through it when you get to the place where I will fear no evil. 
Yea, though I walk through it, I'm not camping out in it, I'm not building a house there. I'm no planning on staying in the valley. I'm going through the valley because I fear no evil. Why am I not fearing any evil? But for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, your spirit, your word, they comfort me. Find comfort in the word of God. Amen. So it says here, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. He was full, but he had no power. Full of the Holy Ghost, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And being tempted by the devil, 40 days, he ate nothing. And when it was ended, he, he was hungry. The devil tempted him, just like he tempted Moses and the people. And Pharaoh gave them four different offers. Don't, go, don't take this Christian thing too far and all of those things. We won't go back and rehearse all that, but, but you can see a similarity here. The devil said unto him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus said from Deuteronomy 28.3, he said, Jesus answered, Jesus answered and said, It is written, A man will not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I'm not independent. I'm dependent. I'm a codependent. I'm dependent on the word of God to get me through. Jesus answered him again and said, uh, uh, and the devil rather pardoned me, taking him up in verse 5, unto a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all power, now think about this because he got this from Adam, all the power will I give you and the glory of them for they were delivered unto me, and, and I can give it to whoever I want to. Wow. In other words, I'll give you the power. You won't have to die. You don't have to die. You don't have to go to the cross if you'll just bow down to me right now. Nope. Nope. All power has been given unto me. Well, I, I, I enjoy hooking that up with Matthew 28 and verse 18. Jesus brought it back and he said, all power has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. There's a transfer of the power. He doesn't have it anymore. No, he doesn't have it anymore. If he can just make you believe, he can't do anything without you yielding to him. He cannot. He can't do it. It's like when you don't forgive somebody, you give control of your life to somebody else. But if you forgive everybody and walk in love, no one can control you. No one. The devil can't control you. Jesus said, the prince of this world comes and he's found nothing in me. That's what we need to be able to say. We need to be able to say, like he said in James chapter 1, in me there's light and no darkness, no variableness, no shadow of turning. Thank you, Lord, that there's no darkness in Gary, no variableness, no shadow of turning. Light be in me, in Jesus' name. The light drives out the darkness. Darkness and light cannot exist in the same place. So I'm not independent. He said, I, I, uh, man lives by every word of God. The devil took him up and showed him the kingdom and said, all power will I give unto you and the glory of it because it was given unto me if you'll just compromise. If you'll just compromise, you can have all this world has to offer if you just compromise. If you just Therefore, worship me, all will be yours. Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, 
You'll worship the Lord God only, and him only will you serve. And then he brought him into Jerusalem, into the pinnacle of the temple, and said, if you're the son of God, cast yourself down. And he said in verse, but again, that's got to do with pride. He said in verse 12, Jesus answered and said unto him, you shall not tempt or test or try the word the Lord your God. And then the devil ended his temptation and he departed from him for a season. He might not be bugging you for a season either. But, but here's what you need to see in verse 14. You need to recognize and pass the test because God's setting you up. God's setting you up. This was a Holy Ghost set up. A breakthrough. And Jesus returned. He left in full of the Spirit, but he returned in the power of the Spirit onto Galilee. And the fame went through all the land about him and the region round about. And then, well, I wasn't going to do that, but we might as well do it. We're here. Verse 18. No, verse 17. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he opened up the scroll and found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the... Now, this is what you're anointed to preach too. The good news. The Jews, the nations, and the church, make sure when you're preaching to the church, you're preaching the good news and not something out of the book of Proverbs that's putting hate and condemnation on you. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news. Good news. Good news from the battlefield. And again, make, make a note of this too, though. Authority is not in what you say, it's in what you think. So just saying these verses doesn't make it real. But when you think it, when it becomes a part of you, knowing the truth, the truth makes you free. He said, he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. The good news to the poor. Heal the brokenhearted. Deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty. Liberty. That means to the right to choose. To set at liberty. The right to choose to those that were bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of Jubilee. Read Leviticus chapter 25 and find out what the year of Jubilee is about. That's when anything that's ever been taken from you or your family over generations gets returned to you. The year of Jubilee, the acceptable year of the Lord. It doesn't mean you just get back what you, what you lost. It means you get back what generations lost. Like when they left Egypt after 430 years, they completely spoiled, plundered the Egyptians and took back 430 years of wages, back wages that rode to all those generations. And that's a type of, that's the type of where we are today. That's why he gave us that prophecy at the start of the year. He closed the book and he sat down. He sat down, it's interesting too, because he sat down before he, they read, he read their favorite scripture. Their favorite scripture was the day of the vengeance of our God. <laughs> they really liked that. Pharisees liked that. God's going to get you stuff. He sat down before he read their favorite scripture. And then in verse 21, 
He said this, and I can say this today on March the 5th. This day, everything that I just read, 18 and 19, to you, this day is that scripture fulfilled in your ears. Bring it up to today, your ears. He said, I came to preach the good news to you. You don't have to be poor to heal your broken heart, to deliverance to the captives, becoming a sight to the blind, to set at liberty to bruise, and to preach you're accepted and you're in the year of Jubilee. So what are you going to do about it? This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. But they didn't. Here's the problem that they had. And all bear witness of the wonderful words that he spoke. But then they got down into the flesh. Oh, yeah, that's just Pastor Gary. When I get up here and read this book, this is not Pastor Gary. Ever. Ever. I wouldn't get up here if it was. Not a performance. It's the word of God. And the word of God is the only thing. But if you look at me, they looked at him and said, this is Joseph's son. This is just Joseph's son. And they said, surely. And he said unto them, surely you'll say, physician, heal yourself. Whatever you did in Capernaum, do here in your country. But then he said this. He said, no prophecy is accepted in his own country. But I tell him, but... And then, well, they're not going to get in the rest of that, but that's a whole other story. <clears throat> wasn't going to go here either, but, but here we go. I wasn't going to go. We're going because we're led by the Holy Ghost. Because God has something to say to you. And if you're familiar with my voice, I apologize, but there's nothing I can do about that. It's his word using my voice. I would like to read verse 5 of Luke 5. Because this may describe you today. Master, we have toiled all night and got nowhere. Never got anywhere. Back in verse 4. Jesus said unto this. Now, when you understand the Hebrew people and the, the fact that most of them couldn't even swim, but they fished close to the shore. And, and that's where the that's where they were safe. And they never ever ever launched out into the deep. They threw the nets near the shore and pulled the nets in. That's what they did. And so here's Jesus coming along and he's saying, Break away from the familiar, launch out into the deep. Blessings aren't in shallow faith. Close to the comfortable shores. Experience Blessing by leaving your old ways and your shallow prayer and your shallow praise. And go into the deep of his love and deep worship. Deep worship. And it can only come from God because I sit here on Sundays. Just like you do. And sometimes I feel like I'm in a funeral service. Because most people come crawling in here just believing for a resurrection from the dead of their lives. And yet he would tell us, he's so explicit in this, he said, do what Paul and Silas did in Acts chapter 16. When it's midnight, when it can't get any worse, when you're open and bleeding, begin to praise the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. 
You're called to one body, Colossians says, be thankful and speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and make melody into your heart unto the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God God the Father by him. Uh, How about uh, Philippians 4, 8? Whatsoever things are true, pure, just, virtuous, praiseworthy, of a good report, think on these things. The reason why we don't come in here and explode with worship is we can be thinking about every other thing, looking at the circumstances of life. And God's saying, and we'll know when we get past it. When you get past it, it's because you've been praising God all week. We'll get past it. When you've been praising God all week, you come in here and something's going to bust loose. So the blessings aren't in shallow faith or in shallow water and comfortable shores, man. Launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. Get deep in his love. What have, why hang around in ankle-deep water? We used to go when my son Chris was younger. It's so funny. He, he, he's not a water guy anyway, but he weighed about maybe 50 pounds soaking wet. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he'd get on his little bathing suit and hang it on that rack. There was more meat on a hockey stick than was on his body. And so he'd get out there, and he'd get out ankle deep, and he'd, he'd be shivering all the time, walking along in the water. And I thought, that's Christianity to me. You got to get over your head to get, get where it's at. Just never enjoyed himself. Of course, how about, how about then Pastor Nancy and Jennifer? No, I took these big truck tubes over and inflated them. That's the best way to travel over there. And uh, they got in one of the tubes. And the next thing you know, they were screaming because the tide was taking them out. Help, 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 help. I walked out to my knees and pulled them back in. (laughs) 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 Things are not as always as they seem. But if you'll get into the deep water, God will break your net. You get into deeper prayer, God will break your net. You get into deeper praise and worship, and we'll lead the worship team on a Sunday morning. Hallelujah. And we can't orchestrate it. Come on up here, come on up here, come on up here. No, it's, it's here. It's not here, it's here. Under the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hallelujah. How about, uh, how about one more? We've got time for one more. Yeah, uh, Joshua chapter 10. Chapter 10 is funny for, for me because I've been in the ministry. We, we had our first church service on January the 5th, 1992. We've had hundreds. We've had five. <laughs> we've been up. We've been down. We've been all around on TV national TV for 12 years, cable TV for a couple of years, did all of that, and here we are. Here we are. We're still here. One nostril out of the water saying, Jesus is Lord. Amen. But this is what we have found. I, I, I read this years ago, and I thought, wow, I lived this. It came to pass. Ed and Isaac, the king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it. And the king of Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and how the 
inhabitants of Gibeon made peace, a covenant with Israel among them. That they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city, one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men were mighty. Wherefore, wherefore Adonizek, the king of Jerusalem, sent unto Horim, the king of Hebron, Hiram, the king of Jeremoth, and Zephthah, the king of Lachish, and Debar, the king of Eglon. Well, the, the, all you need to know about this is people who couldn't even get along together before will do, for, do so for a season if they can come to get you. <laughs> I, was thinking, you know, I was talking to Ben Priest earlier, and I said, you know, Ben, we've been in this ministry 31 years, and we tried so hard. Pastor Paul can tell you witness. We tried so hard to fit in somewhere. I mean, we struggled to try and fit in. We sent checks. I don't mean we were trying to buy favor. We sent checks to national ministries and didn't even get, you know, I mean, no, I'm not talking little checks. I'm talking about like a thousand bucks here, a thousand bucks. And never even got an acknowledgement. And um, all the local churches, how many of the local churches did we? And uh, one or two said thank you. The rest didn't even know that we existed. And again, we weren't doing it to try and win favor. We were doing it to try and fit in. And then one day, Jonathan Smith, a Baptist guy, he came into my house and he said, "I want." no, he called me and he said, I need to repent to you. I said, why is that, brother? He said, well, you know, I'm a Baptist minister. I said, yeah, I know that. He said, well, he said, when I would run down by your street, I would cross the street. I wouldn't even run past your house. Even though jogging every morning and wouldn't even run past the house. He said, I knew that you were one of those Kenneth Hagin Copelandites or whatever. He said, and so blab it and grab it or name it and claim it type people. And so I didn't even want to associate myself with you. I said, well, what changed your mind? He said, Mo Diggs. I don't know how many of you, Mo Diggs. Mo gave me a bag of tapes on Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. He said, I heard them and I realized that I had been totally wrong. All that Kenneth Copeland was preaching was the word of God. So I need to repent. So he came over and I prayed with him. When he left, he had two shopping bags full of cassette tapes back then. <laughs> but, that, but that's the kind of thing that we were dealing with over all those years. And then, and then, and then it wasn't, the world didn't care that, that we were here. It was the religious community that ganged up against us. So chapter 10, verse 4, he said, Come in unto me and help me, that we may smite Gibeon, for it hath made peace with Joshua and the children of Israel. And of course, the men of Gibeon called uh, Joshua and reminded him that he had a covenant. Verse 7, Joshua ascended from Gilgal, him and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Joshua, your biggest fight is between your ears. Joshua, fear them not. For I have. Look, he, see, faith, faith sees it as done. Faith does not have a clock or a calendar. There's no time frame on your healing. There's no time frame on your prosperity. No clock, no calendar. Faith is now. Now is, now is the substance. Now is the evidence of things not seen. So he said, don't be afraid. I have already delivered them into your hand. There will not be a man of them stand before you. 
And Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, but he went from Gilgal all night. So it's like you and it, like many of you have been marching in the dark, wondering when I'm ever going to get a victory. When is my breakthrough ever going to come? I'm in the dark. I can't see anything good happening. And then suddenly, but it's almost like an oxymoron. They marched all night, but then suddenly. Well, which is it? Did they march all night or then suddenly? It was both because the conflict produced power. See, but with the thing that you, it doesn't matter how many faith sermons you've, and books you've read. All it, because you cannot escape the battle. You think if you read all those books and make all those confessions, you're going to escape? No, you're not. It's happening. It's coming to a home near you. If it's not there, if it's not there, it's on its way. But again, your biggest fight is between your ears. But again, the devil, the devil doesn't come against you because you have something. It's not, it's not about where you are and who you are right now. It's about where you're going. All of creation is waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God, the children of God. All of the weird stuff that's going on in the earth today, snowstorms in California, just one disaster after another. But my Bible says that all creation is waiting for a manifestation of what's been here for 2,000 years. All of creation the earth is a living thing and it's laid down with sin. Sin has reached the full mark on the earth and it's groaning, waiting for you. But it says suddenly and then all night. I, I underlined both of those because it struck me funny. <laughs> Which is it, suddenly or all night? But the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them along all the way up to Beth Huron, and smote them from Ezekiah to Mac Mac whatever, Makeda. And it came to pass, I like verse 11, this is when all hail broke loose. It came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, they were going down to Beth Huron, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them. I said, wow, when I'm bold, God will even join me and throw rocks at my enemies. <laughs> I'm telling you, he'll do that for you. But this is the season that we're in. The devil took his best shot in 2021, 20, 22. And now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Arise and shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen. See, there's only two ways you change, from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And every time you pray, you enter the glory. And every time you enter the glory, you pray in other tongues. It's just, <laughs> you pray in other tongues, you enter the glory. Pray in other tongues, and the glory enters you. And you pray in other tongues. It's, we overcome from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You're being changed from glory to glory into the image of Jesus. There's a metamorphosis going on in your life right now. You are changing. Well, I don't see it. Walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. It's happening in you right now. 
It's happening in you right now. How do I know? Because on March the 5th, you came here to hear this message. Now receive it. Don't just believe it. Know it. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.